0: Podcast. Hello, fans of the Hit Dice podcast. It's, Hello, you. It's shits. me. It's me, your dungeon master and host, <laughs> D- the devil.
1: <laughs>
0: ah. Who are you? I, I'm. Uh, I'm. Oh, uh, what? I'm Wes. <laughs> I am Wes Cordell. Zanzibar the Hunted. Oh. We're making it, uh, PCs for ourselves for this episode? Yes. Uh, I am... Okay, well, I need to come up with something clever and unique to me, and I think I'm going to be um, Banzabar the... Really? Cunted. It sounds a little <laughs> similar to mine. No, it's definitely unique. <laughs> can't get over these dog noises. Hey out there, fans. Uh, you know... You probably noticed that this episode has a different title than what you're used to because normally it's named episode 26, The Hands of Fate or something. But this is an announcement episode, and we have a couple of really exciting announcements coming your way. Uh, Thanks to our sponsors and the fans and the growing success of our podcast, we were able to build a standalone dedicated studio, and we are currently in it. One of the many benefits of this is that now I get to use the sound while we're recording the podcast. Check this out. (laughs) I love the dogs. Yay! Every time you hear this noise, it's because Caleb's showing me his butt. And every time you hear this noise,
2: which is very different from the other one, you will know uh, to
0: turn the page. (laughs) Turn the page, fuckers. So, uh, you know, this episode of Hit Dice is brought to you by Dog Sound Effects and the hashtag Free the Nipple. Free that nip. So I did want to start by giving our sponsors a quick shout out because we wouldn't be able to do this without them. Uh, Tabletop Loot has been supporting us since the very beginning of this podcast. And because of that, we are able to afford and put together this studio along with the expertise of the one and only Caleb Hanks. Aw, babe. Aw, babe. And, you know, because of that, they take such good care of us, and they really do have a solid product. If you need some dice, just head over to their website and pick up some dice for yourself. Hey, uh, but, you know, if you want—no, wait, wait, wait. Not if you want. Go over now. Go to the tabletop loots. Go get yourself some dice. They have dice that are cheaper than the dice at your game store, and they support your favorite podcast. Uh, the more of those dice you get, the more likely they'll keep sponsoring us. And we can keep coming out with content like this. So head over to their website and whatever you get, just enter the code HITDICEPOD at checkout to get 15% off. Our other sponsor, the com, is chock mf and full of RPG reference cards. <laughs> cards Uh, and they just started a new kickstarter they have animated spell cards now guys it's like real magic in your real life while you're playing dungeons and dragons so head over there check it out they just started the kickstarter you want in on it because you definitely want to get a hold of some of the decks that they're offering but like the spells on them are referenced described and the art is animated like it's holographic it's the coolest shit on the planet so go check that out Put as long your as butt the dogs on. <laughs> <laughs> My dogs are barking. My dogs are barking. Honey, my dogs are barking. Uh, so we do not have a, a a real play Dungeons and Dragons episode this week. It's just me and uh, the one and only Caleb Hanks, aka Guy on a Buffalo, aka Van the Rogue Elf, aka the worst player on the podcast, hanging oh, yeah. out for a minute and talking to you guys. Because we were setting up the studio, we were not able to record an entire episode. But what's really exciting is that from this moment forward, the audio quality of all of our episodes is going to be at least, and I'm no mathematician, so correct me if I'm wrong here, but it's going to be two dog barks better than it ever was. Two very obviously different dog bark samples uh, better. (laughs) Yep. Uh,
2: So yeah, Wes and I have uh, gone into uh, quite a, a bit of... Change here with the audio setup, thanks to our sponsors who have allowed us to spend a little bit of money to make the production better. Thank you. Um, But basically, the biggest difference is what we would originally do is just use a couple of room mics that kind of generally got everybody's voice. But now every player, including Wes, is going to have their own individual mic, and it's going to it's going to improve the quality quite a bit. And we're able to give the the dingus master Wes me. The ability to play sounds live and record, and it, I think it'll just make it a a, a better, more fully immersive experience. It's
0: going to be weird when the firebolt cantrip is just a dog bark.
2: Yeah, and that will inevitably
0: happen, and I think that will be funny yeah. <laughs> when I fuck
1: up <laughs> trying to push the <laughs> Yeah, dude.
0: Um, I promise I'll, I'll stop doing it in a year or so. I mean,
2: you'll 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 get used to it. We'll just add. One day you're going to go for it, and it's going to be a,
0: a dragon. Caleb is gonna. What's this one do? Oh, this is. Uh, is that a door? It's like a door lock. What's this one? Ooh, oh, that's magic. That's that's uh, Arwills. Divination or ritual, yeah, magic. ritual magic? Yeah, check that out. You guys are testing it with us in a sense. Clip stop. Yeah. That one, I think that one goes on for a while. You guys are kind of doing the test with us here. Isn't this fun? Yay! Yay! Yeah, we're just making
2: sure all this shit works and then letting you hear it to show how unprofessional we aren't right now, but how
0: professional we're gonna be. Wow. That made a lot of sense to me. Here's some light rain atmosphere to help you sweet babies out there fall asleep.
2: Do you have trouble sleeping? Well, it's obviously because you're a horrible person.
0: But these sound effects are gonna Do the you things get- you've done in your past life keep you awake at night? <laughs> Enjoy the soothing sound of rain instead of the demons of your past screaming in your ears.
2: <laughs> but yeah, I kinda had to I had to come up with a system of how we were gonna do this and it's I don't know, it was a little bit of I had to eat my smart pills and use my thinking powers, but cocaine. I, I've I've created a, a setup now to where we're gonna be able to do everything in real time. And our, our nice little um, interface here is going to make everything a lot easier. So, I'm really excited that Wes doesn't have to do as much work as he had to.
0: Ooh, yeah. That's the best part of this whole thing is that before I was spending somewhere between 13 hours and 16 hours editing each episode, which is totally insane. Just because it's... I mean... It doesn't take that long. It's just because Wes doesn't know what he's doing. Just kidding. <laughs> I just I just fuck around with it for 16 hours, and then I give it to Caleb, and he edits it in one or two, but yeah. it makes me feel special. <laughs> 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 uh, um, so this is going to really cut down on my workload, which... You know, the, I think the biggest positive for that is that I get to focus more on the story and moving that forward and being one on one with the players and talking to the fans. Speaking of which, if you want to keep this lovely conversation going outside of the podcast, all you got to do is follow us on one of our three main social medias Twitter, Facebook, or Instagram. All of our tags are hit dice pod on all of those. And uh, we really do. Love talking to you guys and hearing feedback from you and keeping the conversation going outside of this. I think that one of the reasons that we started this is because of our connection to the D&D community, specifically on Twitter, but also on Facebook and Instagram. And, you know, just realizing that we really truly had something special here and that we could use real American dollars to put dog noises on a podcast. I mean,
2: as long as all of our listeners get to hear the dog noises, I think the podcast, like the gameplay, all that, that that comes secondarily.
0: Right. I think that uh, I speak for all of the listeners when I say, um, no more campaign and story, only dog noises. Yeah. I'm down with that. Welcome to the first episode of the Dog PP Podcast. I'm your host, Wes. I am not your host, Caleb Hanks.
2: (laughs) (laughs) This is the best thing that's ever happened to me. Why don't we tell some some of the fans a little bit about some uh, of your outside
0: extracurricular activities and tell them about your new friend Frank you made this weekend? Oh yeah, I'll talk to you guys about Frank. This episode is brought to you by Frank being an incompetent piece of shit. So I went camping this weekend. This is real life shit. This isn't D and D stuff. That's what this episode's all about. That's what we're turning it into. I took my dog up on the parkway with me. <laughs> I really did. That's but a real I- sample to it. <laughs> <hatchet. laughs> He's a medium-sized computer dog, <laughs> and uh, went up on the parkway. Made a phone call to the to the campground to see if you could make a reservation to get a campsite. I love camping outside of. Let me tell you a little bit about myself. How's that sound? Yeah, you know Dungeons and Dragons is my one and only true love, but outside of that, the mountains uh, really own my heart. I am a native of the Blue Ridge Mountains of Appalachia. I have a very Appalachian family. And, you know, now that I'm saying it out loud, it makes sense that Caleb and I are pretty good friends because I think that my roots are dug into the mountains here, and I think that a lot of Caleb's roots are dug into the bluegrass, which, you know, came from these here parts. We're anyway, mountain boy. What we have to say is we're a bunch of goddamn rednecks. We're a bunch of backwood hicks and we found Dungeons and Dragons and that's why the chicken joints are so god dang important to us. I live in an old car. I live in a shoe. <laughs> so I, I do love getting into the mountains and uh, they are my home and they own a big piece of my heart. And I also love my dog Hatchet. He is beautiful and he is the podcast mascot and if you haven't seen him I'm going to post a picture of him as soon as this episode goes live. So we were. On camping, and as we were getting up into the parkway, I had a thought maybe you need to make reservations, especially on Labor Day weekend, to go camping. I made a call to the parkway and I got a hold of this park ranger named Frank. I said, Frank, do you need to make reservations to have a campsite? And he told me that it was first come, first serve. I said, That's all I needed to know. I'll see you. Oh, actually, before I go, what time is check in? And he told me it was 3 p.m. So I get up there at about 2.30 p.m., roll down the window. Frank's looking at me, my dog, my GF, and he doesn't say a word. He just stares at us. I'm he just like, keeps fucking this owl. Yeah, that I was he like, found hey, in the tree. "Put the owl down! I'm here there's to the a camp. Child,
2: there's children in this campground." <laughs> He's like, "Not anymore." He's like, "You think these kids ain't never seen somebody fucking owl before? You're wrong, bud. I've been up here for fifteen years, fucking the same
0: owl. <laughs> <laughs> it's dead. This owl ain't even real. <laughs> you know, there are signs plastered all over the side of this building, and it says." Totally full, all in Comic Sans caps lock. And I ask Frank if there are any parking <laughs> parking spots. If there are any camping sites left. No, right, that Caleb's keep back. Telling,
2: keep telling him about
0: Frank. Look, and Caleb Frank has a the course now. What a fucking liar he is. <laughs> all right, back to my story about Frank the Al fucker. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Can that please be an NPC in the campaign? <laughs> Hi, I'm a druid. My familiar's an owl. <laughs>
2: it's like, he sees Arwell and he's like, just keeps looking at Ori like, sup
0: girl. <laughs> it's like,
2: on my way to steal your girl.
0: <laughs> uh, is it just me or does your owl keep showing me its butt? <laughs> your owl sounds exactly like a dog. So anyway, uh, Frank the owl fucker tells me that the, the campsite is reservations only. Uh, to which I respond, Frank, I talked to you on the phone and you told me that it was first come first serve. And the he said, bitch. well, it is first come first serve after reservations. And I was trying to explain to Frank that you can't be first come first serve and be reservations, which he didn't understand at all. And I was like, Frank, you got to stop fucking that owl and talk to me. Cause I really got to find somewhere <laughs> to stay. And the customer service here is just horrible. Finally, threw my arms up in the air. I conceded. I admitted defeat, and uh, Frank told me he could not be of any help to me. So I think that really this episode is brought to us by the incompetence of Frank the Al fucker and how I ended up staying in a ditch on the side of the road for Labor Day weekend. What you're what you're saying though is that basically Frank would
2: never work in the restaurant industry, and I think that's why he does work the campground is mm-hmm. because he used to work in the restaurant at the Pisgah Inn. Right. But then they were like, "Wow." So, Frank is obviously, like, whoever runs the Pisgah Inn, it's obviously, like, he's mm-hmm. somebody's nephew, and they can't fire him. So, they're like, we're just going to go put him in charge of the campground, and then he's just going to go fuck <laughs> that up. How can you fuck that yeah, up? how
0: can you fuck that up? All you do is just let people in the gate, or you don't. All you got to do is tell people that it's okay to make a reservation, and that that's part of the system, Frank. <laughs> you just that's drive up all up there. you got to do. So, if you're listening out there, Frank, fuck you, <laughs> you're incompetent. <laughs> you just drive up there,
2: and he's standing there fucking an and he's in, like, a chef's costume. <laughs> With the
0: Hit hit (laughs) Dice sticker on the back of his car. He's like,
2: I heard what you said. (laughs) I heard everything you said, boys. So this might have a tie-in. You said that you found, so when you found the campsite, though, you said, did you drive down through Mills River where it's like a dirt road and all that stuff? No,
0: I didn't go that far down. I went down the parkway, uh, like toward Crusoe, Canton, and I was just looking for shit on the side of the road and ended up on East Fork Trailhead.
2: Okay. Mm Mm-hmm. Uh, when I was, and this is a fun story. I'll be the judge I've, of that. I've, I've truly thought about it. Uh, if we were to ever start another podcast in the future.
0: Yeah, I, we, I, we just did. This is episode oh, one of the Dog PP Podcast. Oh, the
2: Dog PP Podcast. Sweet. Um. <laughs> so when I was like 13 or 14, I was camping with some people out that same way. This is like... I don't even know. It's probably at least. I mean, it's it's it was fucking Mills River. We were camping in Mills River, Mills River,
0: River. River. We were out at Mills River, River. out
2: of Mills River. Um, how far away is that from Asheville? You think? Uh, for thirty minutes. So, we were out this campground. I was pretty young, and we were. uh, I wasn't. I wasn't drinking beer at the time, uh, because I was like, "Ah, that's bad, (laughs) right? I was already too drunk. (laughs) I was already so drunk, and this guy. Um, <clears throat> I don't even know whatever happened to this guy. This dude that we were camping with got real drunk and started being a super dick to me. And he, I was like trying to sleep in this like little makeshift tent, and he th- picked up a folding chair and threw it into my tent, and it hit me in the knee. Are I you serious, I hyperextended my knee when I was <gasps> younger, so I had um like they call it um Osgood-Schlatterly, uh, <clears> osgood <throat> Slaughter knee. That doesn't. That sounds contradictory it the title is horrifying it hurts like a motherfucker and basically if anything hits your knee it's like more sensitive than your balls like seriously it's some of the worst pain does I've it ever knock, been in.
0: does it knock your shit out of place or is it just super if, painful if you it i don't know
2: exactly what it does i think it's like a it's like a ligament thing but um if you look at my <laughs> you should look into that if you look at my knees well it doesn't hurt me it doesn't hurt anymore this is back when i was in like the eighth grade or something like that if you look at my knees, though, they're visibly different. You can see where one fucked up, and it, there's like a, it like sticks out more. And I actually, when I was in um, this old band, I saw a kid's knee that looked just like that, and I said, hey, did you have Osgood Slaughter knee? He's like, yeah. How'd you fucking know? I was like, dude, I know what that looks like. I can smell that shit from a mile away, nerd. I smell that from a mile <laughs> away. I smell your knees, boy. <laughs> but um, Let me see those knees. So this so this dude hits me in the fucking knee. I'm in so much pain, and I'm like, piss and he's like much older than me could totally beat my ass so i was like fuck all of you i just got super mad i just started walking i didn't have a car i rode with them i started walking you walked on your all's good slaughter knee it was it was fine to walk on but for like 30 minutes there it was a fucking it was so painful i start walking up the dirt uh, up the gravel road and i walked no shit at night in the summer all the fucking way back to my parents place It was one of the craziest, like, it was one of the most beautiful things I've ever seen. It was also one of the scariest things I've ever experienced in my life because I'm in the middle of nowhere, in the dark, in the fucking mountains, walking on a gravel road. I got home at like six o'clock in the morning at,
0: at my parents' place. And it was the craziest. Holy shit. shit, you walked for like seven hours? Yes. I've got a, I've got a story similar. Yeah. Got, I'll let me piggyback on your All's Good Slaughter knee. Nah, that's cool. I know it's not strong, but I'm going to hop yeah. on your back anyway. That's cool. So, <clears throat> my back is also very weak. <laughs> <laughs> I've got All's Good Slaughter Back.
2: <laughs> Dude, that's going to be my new character's name.
0: <laughs> my name is All's Good Slaughter Back. Every time he gets hit with like a blunt object, he's like, My balls! <laughs> It's like he gets hit in the
2: shoulder and his balls hurt.
0: <laughs> his weakness is all all pain inflicted into his body and just hurts his balls. he got hit in the balls. All right, so my ideals are uh, that I'd like the world to be a better place and to be a part of that. My bonds are my family, and my flaw is that every time I'm hit, my balls hurt an incredible amount, you no can, matter where I'm you touched. You can flick me in the ears and I'll start vomiting. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. Uh, all right, so all's good slaughter balls. Um... <laughs> <laughs> um So one night I was driving home super duper late. I was driving home from the bar, but I hadn't had that much to drink. Like I was totally safe to drive, but it was just like way too late for me to be driving. I had just taken a few friends home. And this is when I lived out in Haywood County, which is like 45 minutes outside of Asheville. And I fell asleep behind the wheel. Oh, and the original reason I went out is because I had to take someone their shirt back or something that they like needed. It was like for a wedding or something stupid. And so I took them their shirt and was driving back home. And so that's important because it was the dead of winter yeah. and I was like well I'm just driving out to the bar and coming back home I'm just going to wear gym shorts and a t-shirt because my yeah. car will be warm enough and so I fall asleep blow my tire on the sidewalk fuck, and I have my car jacked up and I have this I wouldn't call it an irrational fear because I think it's rational fear of my fart m- my fart my t- fart my f- of my fart barking uh, <laughs> barking <laughs> of my car falling on me while it's on a jack and I'm no, that's, that's legitimate. Yeah. And I just had one of those shitty little diamond jacks that like comes with your car. You know what yeah. I'm talking about? And so I put it up under there and the wind is just fucking ripping through yeah. this place. It's like 2:30 in the morning. Because you're farting. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> the wind wasn't blowing until I got out of the car. And, uh, and so my farts were barking and... My all's good slaughter balls were just like (laughs) (laughs) blue as hell, but the wind's like cutting through me and I see that I'm under the car trying to get the tire off and I see the car rock once when this huge gust of wind comes and I get out from under it like as fast as I can and the whole car falls off the jack and like shoots it across the road Holy! and I was like, fuck this. My phone was dead. I was in gym shorts and a t-shirt. It was 18 degrees outside. Fuck and that. I was like, I gotta run home because if I walk, I'm gonna freeze to death. Yeah. So I've got to run home, and it was out in Haywood County, so there are no street lights. How far were you? From I your was house? probably like two and a half miles out. And At least you were that. Yeah. No, I know. Close, right. Dude. I didn't Jesus have to like Christ. run seven hours to my parents' house on my all's good slaughter balls, but. <laughs> I, I was walking in the pitch black dark. And what's weird is how your mind starts to play tricks on you, man. Oh, yeah. Like I, I swore I saw someone standing in front of me in the street, like just standing there. And what was really creepy is in the entire time it took me to jog there, which was probably like 45 minutes mm. because I had to walk some, you know, I was freezing to death. I didn't see a single car. Yeah, I didn't see a single car. Everyone's lights were off in their houses. It was so spooky. And I started to think, like, what if I'm dead and in, like, purgatory? Like, what if I actually died in my car back there? Oh, my God. And, you know what dude. I mean? Yeah. And, and I, like, I couldn't get out of my head That's about it. And so say. I started, like, seeing all this stuff. Yeah. And, like, I'm still not totally convinced I'm not dead. Yeah. Like, I've been dead for two years and, like... After we finish recording this podcast, the the walls of the room are gonna fall, yeah. and there's gonna be fire everywhere, and the devil's welcome to <laughs> hell, you little fuck. And they just like slap me on the back, and I'm like, my balls. <laughs> <laughs> you are Osgood Slaughterball. I did finally make it home though, and the next day got in my car, and everything was fine. But it's like super crazy how your mind starts to play tricks on you, and how if you don't like like get a hold of it it can just run like wild with that shit man dude that's funny that
2: you're you're talking about that because when I was walking back through the middle of the fucking woods um so my brother does a podcast called the Graylian Report and and ever since he was a kid he's been like when I was more so when I was younger but like we were obsessed with Bigfoot the Loch Ness Monster and all, all those crazy like cryptid creatures and all that sort of shit so he he's always like finding weird like folklore stories and 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 shit like that and so the whole time that i was walking back it's the middle of the night you're i'm in the woods yeah you can hear i mean a squirrel going through the woods can sound like a human yeah and and I was an, hearing I mean an owl getting fucked is an just owl horrifying. Getting fucked sounds like, you know, meatloaf falling down a <laughs> set of stairs.
1: <laughs>
2: but <laughs> But um Dude, I was so creeped out because Micah was telling me the story. Micah is my brother, and uh, he was telling me the story of something like I think it was actually this story of a of um this thing called the La And the lechuzula, it's like if a little kid goes out in the woods or something like that and he hears a whistle and he whistles back to it, then the lechuzula will like come and kill him. And I kept hearing this fucking weird whistle sound out in the woods and I was like, holy fuck. Even though that thing was supposed to be down in Mexico, for some reason it's in Western North Carolina. <laughs> on
0: vacation. Yeah, it's like, all right, come up here and kill some kids this, in the mountains. This demon with like, the you know those backwards like kangaroo legs <laughs> that they draw in demons <laughs> Comes walking out of the woods and it has sunglasses and an airbrush t-shirt on in <laughs> the sun. I was, a, I was just up in
1: Gatlinburg.
0: <laughs> I'm making way, my way back home, thought I'd get some killing in. It has a picture, one of those pictures where you're like in a saloon and one of you is like the chick and one's a guy with a gun <laughs> and the whiskey and shit, but He's, it's like half your body with a skirt on he's got like the, the,
2: the uh he's got like the garter belt on he he was the woman
0: <laughs> and like a dollywood souvenir cup with the butterflies <laughs> on it
2: uh, oh demons well i'm glad that none of, i'm
0: glad that you weren't really dead and yeah well i mean tbd you yeah. know who's actually to say maybe we're all dead maybe actually maybe you and i are just figments of whoever's listening to this podcast's Uh, proverbial and dead imagination as they slowly descend further into hell that's true maybe all of you are dead or maybe just the one who's listening to this now but they have
2: great dog (laughs) sample filled podcasts in hell at least Actually,
0: the only podcast they have in hell are filled with dog samples. Yeah. this is the dog sample <laughs> podcast where we play. And the only plays that they have are the ones where people come out from the stage to talk to the people in the audience. Oh, my God. Well, and Friends is playing all the time. Oh, you don't like Friends? No, fuck Friends. Yeah. I don't know. Oh.
2: I, I kind of have a soft spot for like any American sitcom. I like How I Met Your
0: Mother. They're the same show. They're not the same show. They're the same show. How? Do they, they live above a bar in Friends? Have you ever... Do they have limp dick back knee in you, Friends or whatever you, your you, ailment
2: is? If you turn on um, the Netflix right now, mm-hmm. then uh, if you use your old remote control to turn on Netflix, <laughs> um, you're going to just start watching How I Met Your Mother and every single time that Ted Mosby is on the screen, you're just going to start realizing that that's actually Ross. <laughs> oh man and then every single one of the characters and how i met your mother are just going to start morphing into <laughs> <It's> <laughs>
0: like five Rosses. Chandler and you re- <laughs> and you realize that the episodes are exact reflections of the yeah. like friends episodes. Dude, it's like what was that
2: meme i saw it's like guns and ross's and it's all the li-
0: all the guys from guns and roses but they all have uh ross's face they're not really the same show but so that's what this podcast is now. We're actually, this is our way of breaking the ice to you. Yeah. We're not playing Dungeons and Dragons anymore. It's just me and Caleb shooting shit and talking about whatever the hell we feel like talking about. Yeah. You guys ready for the dog PP podcast?
2: <laughs> <laughs> our first guest is Hatchet. And then um, Frank is going to be our special uh, performer. He's going to come in and fuck an owl on the microphone for about 30 minutes.
0: <laughs> I'm incompetent. <Ooh. laughs> I love camping. (laughs) That's not camping, Frank. (laughs) That's what he thinks everyone at the campsite's doing. It's
2: like, you know, for us to be quote unquote camping, I don't see a lot of other owls.
0: (laughs) Everyone else's owls are a lot quieter than mine. (laughs) (laughs) Dear God, dude. Oh,
2: I, I really like... God, will you please... Fuck you, Frank. You have to put Frank
0: in the campaign. Dude, what we should do... Uh, on our next episode, we're going to have guest Franken here to describe to everyone why he's so incompetent. Guest Franken. He's uh, Al's brother. <laughs> uh, he's a bard, and uh, he's part of the Alman Brothers band in our Dungeons & Dragons <laughs> podcast. And the Owlmen. <laughs> When he's introduced, right, oh, maybe they're druids and they can transform into owls. Yeah. And their EP is called Owl Fuckers. Oh, hell yeah. Yeah. I'm so down. I have a question for you that it actually is about D&D. Oh. Um,
2: uh, we talking a, about D&D. Is there a particular level as a DM that you like to get your players to before they encounter an owlbear. And do you not ever
0: use owlbears just because they're like highly overused uh, monsters in the game? Caleb was asking me this question specifically because in our first campaign, he asked me to put an owlbear in it for a year and a half. I didn't just ask for there to be an owlbear in it. I
2: wanted an owlbear. I I specifically wanted uh, a mini in the game that was like a little statue of an owlbear
0: that when you threw it on the ground, it turned into one. There are a lot of... They're they're called, uh, I think, figurines of wonder. And whatever it is an effigy of, it turns into when you use it and you can do it like once a day or something. And Caleb realized that you could do this with anything and wanted an owlbear. And in like the very last moment in the entire campaign, they got to fight an owlbear, but you all were like level 10, and it was one owlbear. Yeah. <laughs> guys just
2: decimated it. I remember actually being in there, but I never got one. Yeah. That's because you
0: don't deserve to be happy.
2: But do you... Um, well, I know that, but um, <laughs> do you not
0: like using them? No. You know, I don't ever... The only okay, I'll say this. The only monster that I've used in our campaign just because I like it are goblins, because I fucking love goblins. I, I think they're that. hilarious. I yeah. think that they're like mischievous and they're up to no good 24-7. And I want I love doing their voices. And in real life, I'm a goblin, and yeah. so it's like really easy for me to play them. But otherwise, I really do write the story out with no regard to what monsters I wanna use. Yeah. I write the story out and it's really loose. It's not. It's not specific, and I don't try to railroad you guys. So all of the monsters are thematic in it, which is one of the reasons that you guys continually run into things that are way above your pay grade. Right. Is because thematically they would be there, and you guys have made all the right decisions. You know, like yeah, it's like location based. Right. Exactly. And so like an owlbear just hasn't been in there because you guys haven't been in a place where an albear would be. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like if you guys wandered up into the woods somewhere and you were specifically looking for one, you'd yeah. probably find it. I mean i'm
2: I'm not pushing it and I, I wouldn't be unless it made sense for us to to try to go there in the campaign um i wouldn't i wouldn't try to like subconsciously or consciously push it in that way but i do kind of hope we go to the feywild because for the little bit that i know about the feywild i just want to see all that weird shit
0: well the feywild is full of weird shit Jeez. have you ever seen an elderly elderly person shit <laughs> look at me brother the fey wild is full of elderly people's ducas <laughs> imagine that a stone cold stunner in a chokehold became one being <laughs> that's the best way i could describe fairies and the Feywild. wild but uh no i think that um you know You are going to be pleasantly surprised over the next uh, couple of episodes. And I think that it's obviously going that way. And I'm not pushing you guys toward it, but there's definitely going to be a chance that you guys have to, like, step through it. And the Fae have already been such a heavy theme in the campaign, Mm -hmm. you know? Like, especially with Adelaide and her patron, and, I mean, she's directly related to the Fae. Patches has, like, some loose ends to it, and you being a full-blown elf, like... Yeah, I mean, the Feywild is definitely in the cards. Yeah.
2: I'm into that shit. I just... To me, the weirder, the better. Like,
0: and... I think our campaign's pretty fucking weird so far. Oh, I far. agree. Yeah. Like, yeah. You uh, guys killed an old, fat, greasy witch in a cave. Let's see. What else? Some... The goblins are following you all around. There's a couple of loose ends that... Uh, We never got to touch on and we never will again because uh, the Buffalo saga is over. But yeah, uh, earlier. So earlier in the campaign, when you guys first got back to Raven's Bluff, something was messing with Buffalo. Do you remember that? You all walked out and you saw a little figure beside him and it ran away Mm -hmm. and you guys weren't able to catch up to it or see what it was. Yeah. And you guys will never know what it was. When the campaign is done, will you tell me? yeah oh that's fun when the campaign's over I will absolutely do an episode where I talk about loose ends that we didn't get to tie and like things that didn't get to progress because of character deaths and things like that for sure for sure I mean I do that for you guys anyway I'm like yeah "Yeah, this is what that was and this is what that was like it's always fun to look at the strategy guide after you beat the game you know yeah
2: yeah the I mean I think some of the weirdest stuff was, was the the nightmare taming and all that. That, that was shit really got me really crazy. Yeah.
0: I like that the devils came after you guys and that you just like stomped them into oblivion and then you got wrapped up like gambling and then <laughs> yeah. enslaved and everything. That was a, That's a really fun moment and I'm hoping, you know, <clears throat> I, I think I do want to take a moment to say this. The reason that we're getting a studio and the reason that we're doing this episode and the reason that we didn't push the players, that I didn't push the players to do a real play episode is in case it wasn't obvious, we are hitting the next big arc in the campaign right now. Like we're hitting it right now. A lot of change has happened. Um, We've lost a few characters who may or may not return. They're like death They're And like you guys are basically in a different country at this point. And so really big things are about to happen. And the culmination of what you all have found out is starting to come to fruition, if you will. And so I really want to play that right. And I really think it's Uh, um, appropriate that we're having a little... little paradigm shift. Yeah, a little paradigm shift. And then we're talking about this and then we're doing a mailbag episode because we're about to hit the ground running with the story and really big things are starting to happen. And you guys aren't just going to be the heroes who are low level and doing their best to navigate this anymore. You're going to become, you already are, and you are becoming key players in the events that are unfolding and in the knowledge that you have and in the people that you've met and in the things that you've seen. And so the next chapter is, I mean, really going to start the very next episode after this. And I'm really excited about it and I didn't want to push too hard and I wanted to have the sound studio like that's dedicated to this setup so that all of it's crisp and clear and we're like putting our best foot forward in the next arc of the campaign as a whole
2: yeah like we said we it it was it took a little bit of time and prep and money and setup and and actually like figuring out how the fuck to do our setup because I I feel like every D&D podcast kind of has a different thing but kind of our thing Two was the fact that we're all ridiculously busy as fuck as players as individuals and yeah. all that sort of shit and we had to we had to create a setup that was kind of individual to just like how everything's going with us and so being able to create a setup that number one is going to sound better all it had to take Already was just does, like baby. some some you know time and effort and figuring out how to do it but it also makes it so much easier for us to to not have to spend
0: hours and hours and hours of time in post making that shit yeah I mean before this this being the dedicated we keep saying dedicated and that's really important because we seriously spent an hour setting up and breaking down our last setup and uh, I mean doing that after we played D&D at 1130 at night with like a bottle of wine in each of our guts was not easy and it wasn't pleasant and it was just horrible but just be able to sit down and play D&D and like get right into it and talk to each other and shoot the shit and like play characters and really get into it without having to worry about all that stuff man i am <laughs> really looking forward to it and that's the plan too like it, as we're doing it now there's still like a,
2: a little bit of equipment here and there that we're gonna have to pick up but eventually the way that i want it to be is we have the dedicated studio here at my place and we can just leave that shit yeah set up to where we can just walk in and focus on the game yeah. i just kind of want i, I want Besides having, you know, like trigger sound effects and shit like that, I I want, I just kind of want the stuff to disappear. So we can focus on
0: Right. And when you're having to set that up and you're having to like fuck with it all the time, it's like obviously in your face, but like when it's yeah. always the same setup and you like get used to it. You know, the mics do disappear and the sound and the sound blanket and the padding in the room disappear and you're just able to like sit around a table and play, which I think is some of the magic, if not most of the magic of our podcast. Yeah. Is that we are sitting around a table together and we're looking at each other and like there's body language that happens yeah. and there's little things like us passing notes to each other that you guys don't get to see and that we don't talk about. Yeah. But it deepens the the characters and i think that there's this magic that happens around a real table that people are looking for that you just don't get the payoff of in electronic podcasts where you're like playing across the waves of the interwebs and i'm not you know shitting on podcasts that do it or something i'm just saying that i think part of our charm and part of our magic is that we are able to capture that moment and we're able to capture that nostalgia that people are looking for and remember in dungeons and dragons i mean
2: it works for some people but god like the the thing that that would drive me nuts about that is just the fact that when you're even when you're trying to talk to somebody on like facetime or skype or some shit like that you always end up just talking over on, each yeah just stepping other on, end it, when it, you're
0: uh, and uh, uh
2: and wait now why, what were you gonna what were you, no, gonna you go you no, go you, uh, you go then, ahead mine's not important and then there's the pause and then it, they all start talking at the same time again and the dog's always barking in the background. <laughs> and the dog wants to shut the hell up. <laughs> Jesus, Timmy, shut the fuck up! Can also, you put your dog d- out of your room? Also, why did I name my dog Timmy? Stop fucking that owl, Timmy! Al <laughs> <Owl> Franken, <laughs> quit fucking that owl, Al Franken.
0: If um, you put a bow tie on it, it's called glamping.
2: Oh, yeah. Uh, that's almost what I said to you when you got here was how was your glamping trip. I just imagine the glamping is like becoming glamorized where you're like putting on makeup. You're just you're
0: camping like regular. You're like cooking beans you come beans out of the tent in the morning <laughs> and you're heating up your beanie weenies, you just look delicious. Yeah. Hello. Hi, Bat. <laughs> <laughs> you look
2: like Hedwig in the Angry Inch. <laughs> um, But uh, yeah, like I said... I think it's going to be so much better when we are able to just walk in, mics are set up, we sit down, we're thinking about the game, we're not thinking about, oh my god, I have to set up sound blankets and whatever the fuck. Herc, I'm so tired of that stuff. But I'm 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 just looking forward to playing again.
0: Yeah, me the too. The summer has been so fucking crazy. The summer is always the hardest part, and I think I, we we touched on this in the mailbag episode. But when we weren't doing a podcast, we would go like. In the summer, especially, we would go like two months without playing because our schedules just wouldn't line up. Yeah. And being adults in real life with all of our crazy schedules is just so hectic sometimes. And, you you know, you're right. Being able to come together in a place where we're able to just sit down and get into it and play and shoot all of our shit before the podcast even ever starts. Yeah. It's like, it's such a relief. Oh, yeah.
2: Like, dude, it's a miracle that I was able to get this going today because I'm literally driving. It's a three hour round trip to Highlands. I'm driving there uh, four times this week and weekend, and then I'm playing... Uh, in, in in Hendersonville Thursday night those, so are, dude, towns those
0: are towns surrounding Asheville
2: North Carolina towns around Asheville but yeah I'm gonna be busy as fuck so and so we'll we'll get done with our session Sunday and then I have to drive yeah, to Highlands roll
0: out of a window into a pickup yeah. truck full of people with upright bases <laughs> and ride 45 minutes to the next town over with a banjo just blaring the whole way there <laughs> that's what powers the engine yeah exactly <laughs> this thing pick faster Timmy we ain't gonna make it what
2: kind of horsepower is thing going I fuck a horse <laughs> this thing's powered by banjo
0: camp faster Tim <laughs> Oh, hoo, hoo. I'm trying uh, we're allowed to make fun of this because Caleb is in reality a bluegrass artist yeah. so <laughs> performer whatever what do you prefer
2: I, I highly doubt anybody that plays bluegrass is really listening to this but if you do fuck you fuck you <laughs> I've probably I've probably played shows with you um yeah i don't know i just caught i think the the actual term for what i do is a mandolinist that sounds so fucking that sounds so it sounds so shitty but yeah. I, i'm a bluegrass musician by uh or uh, not they pay me for it we'll put it that way
0: yeah they pay me for making making dixie music caleb basically i've been to many 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 of caleb hanks shows he basically gets up does exactly what we do at dungeons and dragons yeah. and then plays the mandolin yeah i talk a lot
2: of shit on the microphone <laughs> and it's funnier because the majority of my audiences are like older people and so i can't i can't really like curse and a lot of times it's like breweries and there's like kids there a lot of the times it's like country clubs and most of the time if i'm playing a country club i'll just shut up and take the money and play Rocky Top for him but um <laughs> country if I'm playing kind of like a bar or like a laid back gig yeah I say some pretty horrifying shit in the microphone
0: <laughs> for a bluegrass band I've anyway. seen I've seen audiences gasp at Caleb Hanks before hell yeah and then I would speak <laughs>
1: <laughs> <gasps> Whoa! Whoa! what
2: the fuck is that it's like it's like that guy fucking that out we saw last week at Mount Pisgah <laughs> That incompetent piece of shit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the guy that wouldn't let us camp, and there was like nobody
0: camping at the whole campground. <laughs> he just said he wanted some quality time with his owl. So, all of that to say, I think that there's a, I think that there's a central theme here, and it's that we appreciate you guys listening to us, even if we're just rambling and talking shit. And we're excited to get into the next part of the campaign. Um, and we're really grateful for your patience, especially if you've made it this far. And if you aren't at this part of the episode, um, you know, take a moment, head over to the iTunes store, give us a five-star review, especially as we get into this next part. It's so encouraging to get five-star reviews. And on top of that, it's bread and butter for the podcast. Really, it is. It's, it's as good as currency for us. And we spent all of our real money on dog sound effects, so we could really use some five-star reviews. Uh, but no, head over to the iTunes store, give us a five-star review, tell people why you love us, what works. Maybe give us a one-star review and tell us what doesn't, because one-star reviews make us laugh. And they don't affect us at all. <laughs> <laughs> Come on. Just kidding. Still got dog sound effects.
2: Bring the thunder. Ooh. Hold on. I think it's yeah, next to the dog. Morning Thunder with Wes and Caleb. Welcome to this.
0: Oh, I hit the door one on accident.
2: <laughs> <laughs> you open the door with the thunder.
0: Is that the... That's what? an avalanche. Oh, cool. All right. We don't know what's going on anymore. Uh, so thanks for joining us um head over to our website hit dice pod to see fan art and to buy some really cool stuff in the store um all proceeds go to caleb's uh weak knee humpback what's that what's it called oh god oh all's good slaughter balls yeah all, all's good slaughter balls and you know there's a lot of there's a cool one-off that i wrote myself in there that you can run at your table it's eight hours long it's full of sp- Spooky themes, custom magic items, and puzzles. I wrote it myself. There's also Hit Dice stickers. There are Hit Dice custom buttons that you can buy. And, uh, you know, I think that being in Dungeons & Dragons, it it, it takes a certain type of person to really fully enjoy it. And I think that one of the beautiful things about the community is that it is full of creators and uh, all of my players our creators, including and especially Caleb Hanks. So I wanted to take a moment and as long as we're in this episode and we're not playing to give you a spotlight in a moment to talk about uh, your current project that is super goddamn cool and that I played a very small part in and that I believe in greatly and that I think all of you should check out.
2: Well, thanks so much. And yeah, you you were very instrumental in, in helping get it created. Instrument, because he's a bluegrass musician. Yeah, because I play, right? Because I play. You get it? Um, yeah. <clears throat> when I'm not fucking owls up on the parkway, um, <laughs> I I do a it's, a... it's a multimedia experience that is called The Clerk Chronicles. You can check it out at com. Can I stop you right there? Please. Can you explain what a multimedia experience is? Absolutely. I was... I was gonna do it, but I'm glad that you- Do it now. uh, A point of that. Um, So basically what it is, is it is music that you can listen to on Spotify, it's on iTunes, all that sort of stuff. Um, It is music, it is a comic book. Um, that is currently right now just on the website, theclerkchronicles.com. It is, uh, I say it's multimedia because there are music videos that I do that I put on YouTube that are themed with the comic book. They're all themed with the um, the music. All of the music is themed to stuff that's going on in the comic book. And it's really just like poppy, electronic, um, you know, rock rock and roll-ish um, music. And it's, um, but I, I I think anybody that listens to like contemporary pop music would like it. Um, but the, another reason that it's multimedia is because with this comic book experience, I'm kind of doing something that I haven't really seen, um, too many other people doing. And there are clickable Easter eggs all throughout the comic book. So if you go to the website, uh, at theclerkchronicles.com and you're reading through the comic book, you can scan your mouse, um, through all the pages of the comic book and see if you can find some of the hidden content. If you if you find a clickable link in the comic book, then it will take you to some extra content that will sometimes lead to puzzles. Sometimes it'll be videos. There's all kinds of different stuff. And if you can decipher what the puzzles are, then it can lead you to um, downloadable free stuff. So neat! That's you, super fucking cool. It took a really long time to figure out how to do all this shit, but it's it was highly rewarding and it, for me to. To be able to put it together Because I always wanted to do something Where I just had Easter eggs hidden All throughout that shit So... If you spend enough time checking out the comic book and looking for those links, you can get a plethora of free content that is in in the form of artwork, music, unreleased songs that literally nobody outside myself Nate. have even heard. So you can get some exclusive shit for free by just looking through the comic book. And uh, if you or your friends are into sci-fi comic books, oh yeah, I'll tell you a little bit about the premise of the story, Ooh. Which,
0: which Wes helped me... Uh, put together. Yeah. You like the hit dice story? Of course you do. You're listening to us ramble on about bullshit. <gasps> I helped write this one too. You're going to like it a lot. It's all, it's Caleb's little brain baby, but I did get to put a little bit of a creative imprint on it myself. Yeah. A lot of the stuff that that Wes and I sat down and kind of created as the
2: baseline for the story is definitely still a, very much a part of the comic book. But the, the comic, um, is centered around a character called the clerk and he is, um, he is basically uh, an artificial intelligence in the future, um, and he kind of wakes up in this futuristic world, and he doesn't really know why he is essentially back to life. He he was conscious and aware before, but he wakes up, and the world is a super super crazy place. And um, I mean, it's it's like Star Wars. I mean, it's 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 nuts out there. And so he kind of finds out throughout the course of the comic book um, you know, why somebody or something has brought him back into the world and, and what his role in it all is. And it's uh you know, it's uh, it's just a crazy uh sci-fi comic book and uh with themed music and all that sort of shit. So it's really intense, it's really intensive, and I hope you guys please check that out. So like I said, it's theclerkchronicles dot com. Um you can look for the Clerk on Spotify the album is called Xander uh Z A N D E R hyphen um V I 1 and um it's a 15 song album it's over an it's out over an hour of music that i made uh with this particular album so please Go check it out. You can follow me at Caleb Hanks on Instagram. You can follow at The Clerk Chronicles on Instagram, and you can get updates on all that sort of stuff. And if you're feeling generous, you can sign up to uh, be a patron for one dollar a month on Patreon.com. Sorry, I'm just like vomiting all this stuff at you. I've there's just a lot been of shit. vomiting regularly. But uh, you can go to Patreon.com/slash The Clerk Chronicles, and you can sign up for as little as one friggin' dollar a month. Oh, I did that. And if you sign up for one dollar a month, there is a um, there's you get a ton of shit. You get the the five-song First Clerk EP uh, that I did for free. You get a, uh, a PDF sketchbook of artwork that I did with that. And every single month, even if you subscribe for only $1, you get to download a uh, an MP3 of a cover that I do every single month. I do a cover of, like, 80s tunes, all kinds of different shit.
0: Um, so sign up today, and you can get all that stuff for free. I'm already signed up, so I'm way ahead of the curve, you idiots. Uh... But, uh, seriously, you guys should go check it out. I think that we'll, instead of doing the Hit Dice theme song, we'll use one of your songs at the end of this episode to, uh, like sign us off, which we are doing right now. Again, guys, um... Caleb feels really passionate about that project, and I back it wholeheartedly. I'm a patron, and he's a really talented dude, and you should at least go check it out and see if it's for you. Um, It's a really in-depth project that is really easy to enjoy, super accessible, and uh, just really entertaining as a whole. In addition to that, you guys, uh, we do have two sponsors here at the podcast. I just want to remind you of those as we... Exit out of this thing, go get yourself some dice, go celebrate the new studio that we have, the next arc in the campaign that we are about to embrace and enter into. You can head over to Tabletop Loot, get yourself some beautiful dice because they have a bunch that you can look through and get 15% off of anything else that you might buy, including those dice with the code HIT DICEPOT at checkout. And another thing, the deck of mini.com has just recently released their animated spell cards kickstarter go look at that shit i don't even need to pitch it it's like real life magic go look at that and you know next week we will catch you guys we're gonna have new sound effects new setup and we're gonna be i would say all's good Slutterback knees deep In the Dungeons and Dragons (laughs) campaign that we're playing. So, thanks again for joining us, guys. Dude, I'll just slaughter balls deep. (laughs) (laughs) We'll catch you next week.
2: Peace. Owl fuckers.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Nice. And we're done. Bye.